0: You are listening to The Rural Roundup, a show that rounds up the latest news in agriculture. I'm Kerry Hammond for the Farm Advisory Service. We travelled to a sunny St Boswell's this week to get the
1: roundup for the fortnight from Tiffany McTaggart. It is another lovely day here in St Boswell's. Farmers have been enjoying the nice weather and have taken the opportunity to make their first cut of silage. Second cuts of silage have already been made by dairy farmers in the southeast. Crops are regularly being walked with low levels of disease to be found this year and the potential of good yields to be achieved. The capital grant scheme applications have closed. If you have committed to providing a carbon audit or a nutrient management plan, now is a great time to start preparing them so they can be submitted when you make a claim. The 2022 Food Processing, Marketing and Cooperation Grant Scheme also known as FPMC, is now open. This grant supports Scotland's journey to become a good food nation, providing grant funding to businesses within the Scottish food and drink sector. The scheme is now open to both new and existing food businesses. FPMC funding can support capital investment, innovation and training, cooperation and marketing, amongst other things. Capital grant rates vary depending on the size of business and eligibility of the types of agricultural products. The application window closes on the 19th of June 2022. All eligible costs must be claimed by the 31st of March 2023. Full details for the scheme can be found on the Scottish Government website, linked in the show notes below. It is now a requirement if you use pesticides or adjuvants on your farm to register. The official controls, Plant Protection Products Register 2020, has now come into force. The regulations cover plant protection products, which are usually known as pesticides. This regulation applies to the whole of Great Britain. The rules also apply to third parties who apply pesticides as part of their job, whether in agriculture, horticulture, amenities or forestry. Amateur users like gardeners are exempt. The deadline for this is the 22nd of June 2022. Have a look in our show notes for links to the schemes I have mentioned. If you would like any further details, please do not hesitate to get in touch. See you next time. Next, we're going to hear from Jeanette Sutherland, a
0: crofter and consultant on the Isle of Skye. Jeanette is running the Farm Advisory Service's first online personal development book club this year. You can join in the webinars or just tune in and read along with our bite-sized book clubs here on the Rural Roundup. Here's Jeanette.
2: Although crafting and farming may feel like they have unique problems, many of them stem from the human condition that faces people in all walks of life and business. In our upcoming personal development book club, we will read globally popular self-development books with agricultural eyes to see what lessons we can learn for our own businesses. Our Personal Development Book Club will feature three titles. First, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. Second, Joy at Work by Marie Kondo and Scott Sonneschein. Third, How to Be a Productivity Ninja by Graham Olcott. All of these titles will be available to order from your local library, buy from independent booksellers, and of course they'll be available on Amazon, Kindle and Audible. The first book we are going to discuss is Who Moved My Cheese by the late Spencer Johnson. He was an author who wrote many business books, including the series The One Minute Manager. Who Moved My Cheese is perhaps the most famous example of a business fable, a motivational tale or fictional story that shares a lesson or lessons that are intended to be applied in the business world to improve organisational culture or to people's own personal lives. Who Move My Cheese has four main characters, two mice called Sniff and Scurry and two little people called Hem and Hall. As the story develops we learn that they are well named as it mirrors how they adapt to the change that is foisted upon them. Join us to discuss online on Thursday the 29th of September to see what practical tips we can take away for our work and lives. The second book we are going to discuss is Joy at Work by Marie Kondo and Scott Sonnenschein. Marie Kondo is a Japanese tidying guru. Her Marie method encourages owners to discard items which no longer spark joy, promising a clean mind as well as a clean home. In 2019... The BBC reported her Netflix shows had resulted in UK charity shops noticing a doubling of donations as many households put her system to work. Marie focuses on what sparks joy. This is a more wide-ranging concept than it seems at first, and Marie's enthusiasm suggests that even paperwork for annual returns can spark joy if correctly catalogued and tidied so that they only take the time needed. Her method focuses on gratefulness too. Not just mindly throwing things out, rather, we should thank them for their service, but then remove them from our spaces and lives with no guilt. Join us to discuss online on Thursday the 27th of October to see what practical techniques we can take away for our work and lives. The third book we will be reading is How to Be a Productivity Ninja by Graeme Alcott. This book is powerful on the different mindsets we need to adopt as small business owners with various roles. We will discuss what techniques from ruthlessness, mindfulness, zen-like calm and stealth and camouflage will help us thrive in an ever-busy world. This online meeting is happening next year. Date to be confirmed. Keep listening to Rural Roundup to find out more.
0: We're always busy at the Farm Advisory Service, bringing you timely information, useful resources and hosting events and groups to help you build your farming network. This week, a brand new podcast show has launched called Crofting Matters. More than 750,000 hectares of land in Scotland is in crofting tenure. In this new podcast series, hosted by Siobhan MacDonald, we explore all aspects of crofting. In the first episode, all about bull management, Siobhan is joined by Sarah Balfour, a beef consultant at SAC Consulting. With many crofters across Scotland currently putting their bulls out, it is a good time to consider your current practices. So listen to this episode for information and advice on all matters bull management, from pre-breeding examinations and diet through to the crofting cattle improvement scheme. You can find this podcast at www.faz.scot. A link can be found in the show notes below. Or alternatively, you can search for Crofting Matters wherever you get your podcasts. The June 2022 edition of Agribusiness News is now available to download and read on the Farm Advisory Service website. Along with the regular monthly articles on policy, cereals, beef, sheep and milk, This month, we also have feature articles on carbon markets, feed additives, and a sector focus this month on pigs. You can find the link to this article in the show notes below. And remember, if you prefer to listen to your agribusiness news, an audio format is also available through the same link. On Thursday, the 16th of June, the Perthshire Women in Agriculture Group are holding a webinar to discuss carbon audits. They are asking the questions, what are carbon audits and why is everyone talking about them? This meeting is open to all women who live and or work in agriculture anywhere in Scotland. The link to book your spot at this webinar is in the show notes below. The Farm Advisory Service is delighted to be a part of the Royal Highland Show from the 23rd of June. If you have a question you need answered or want to know how we can help your business, we will be part of the SRUC stand near the main ring. If you have tickets for the weekend, please bring your wee ones to learn more about farm safety and take part in a few fun activities. If you're looking for a group of like-minded farmers and crofters to share your experience, ideas and knowledge with and tackle the big problems facing agriculture, consider getting involved with FAS Connect. We're establishing 40 discussion groups across the country, covering a range of topics. Groups will consist of around 15 farmers or crofters, with the aim of bringing together like-minded people. Visit faz.scot slash connect and click on the Get Involved button to fill out a short survey. The survey asks a few simple questions about where you are, a few basics about your business, and what type of group you'd be interested in joining. The survey closes at the end of June and meetings will start from July. So visit Faz.scot slash connect to get connected now. On the way back down from Sky, we stopped at the Black Isle to ask agricultural consultant Malcolm McDonald what's on your desk.
3: So there's well, there's plenty of work on my desk. First of all, I'm still kind of working through the or just getting tidied up on some of our Post-IACS was a very busy spell when farmers are applying for their main source of um, government funding, which we do a lot of applications. Always after that, there's a lot of kind of little queries to follow up on because we we usually either see in person or speak to all of our clients, so that always has a kind of a knock-on effect and a, a build-up of little queries to kind of get back to people and uh, and sort out afterwards. So I'm I'm just about through my uh, post-IACS list now and the other kind of. Uh, slightly less urgent things, which were, were uh, knocked on a little bit. One of the big kind of takeaways from that client contact around around IAX time has been uh, more interest in carbon audits. Again, there was already quite a lot of interest, but again this year um, there's been even more people wanting to uh, undertake carbon audit and see what their carbon footprint is and uh, see what they can be doing or should be doing to to improve that and reduce that. So that's uh, quite a lot of work in front of us with carbon audits through the summer so quite a lot of farm visits to get to um so it's all good it's all positive conversations about technical efficiency and and what farmers need to be thinking about um in a similar vein as well i think the the big increase in prices with um, fertilizer getting very high and as we're all aware diesel and energy costing much more Uh, there's also been more farmers looking at their business in a broader sense um, and looking for a bit more advice so we've had Quite a few um, integrated land management plans, uh, kind of approaches from clients to look at that and really just look at their business from, from top to bottom and see if there's any, if they're missing anything of where they can improve and what they should be should be looking at. So again, it's a bit more in-depth than Carbonod, of course, and a bit more business focused, but uh, plenty of that type of work in front of us as well. So it's, uh, it's uh, all good, all the positive conversations we want to be having, I think. Uh, I've also been involved in a few meetings uh, talking about virtual fencing. I was involved in a, or I kind of ran a farmer group looking at virtual fencing uh, about two years ago now, and they were some of the first farms in Scotland to use virtual fencing collars on cows in a commercial setting not in a either nature reserve or um, conservation sense so off the back of that are talking about the kind of experience the groups had with the collars i've been talking at a few meetings just talking about what the technology is and how it can be used to improve animal welfare and improve environmental outcomes and all the, the various benefits that that it's got for people who don't know what virtual fencing is it's uh It's essentially the cow, or the sheep, or the the goat, any kind of livestock, any grazing livestock. It's a collar they wear, which is linked to a GP, or has a GPS receiver in it. And then that's linked back to your phone or a computer. And you can essentially map a virtual field and uh keep the livestock contained within that area without actually having any any physical fences at all. Um, it's an idea which has been around for quite a few years but it didn't actually it's only just now kind of become a commercial commercial reality. Um people may have seen it in Landward or um Country file for quite a few years with buried wires and things like that, which were kind of a proof of concept. But now we're actually seeing ones which work with no buried cables, just a GPS receiver and a, and a phone signal in the collar on the cow, and that's just keeping them contained. um It works so far; it seems to work work very well. The cows are trained to it very quickly, and generally, once they're trained, to it, they don't break out. Or if they do break out, they go they go back in very quickly. So. um yeah, a very new technology. So there's still a lot to be learnt about it, about how it can be used and how it can benefit farmers and benefit the environment too. So there's a lot of potential there. And I think people are still kind of working out, are still working out how it can be best used on farm and when it works well. I decided to work in the rural sector shortly after I left school. I didn't really have a terribly clear plan of what, what I wanted to do. So I, I had a year out. Um, didn't go anywhere exciting. I just stayed at home and, uh, Worked laying slabs and other kind of odd, kind of manual odd jobs and manual jobs, as well as helping my dad on the croft at home. Previous to that, I'd always been reasonably interested, but actually spending maybe spending a bit more time, you know, working at home with the livestock got me, you know, more interested again. And towards the end of that year, I thought um, I started seeing uh, courses for studying agriculture, so I signed up and studied um, with SRUC in uh, Aberdeen at Creabston. After studying, I started working for SEC essentially right away. I had a break of a few months between graduating and starting. I graduated in June and started in November, if I remember correctly. Um, I also did a placement, a summer placement in my third and fourth year, working for SAC Consulting in the Inverness office. So that probably helped um, get my foot in the door and get my face known. So I had a, I had a fair, I had three months during that summer working for SAC already. Um, so I had an idea of what I was letting myself in for up to a point. and uh, I think that helped when I went to went to interview as well. Um, so there wasn't really much of a gap at all. I just went straight from studying. Um, Uh, pretty much straight into work the thing i enjoy most about the job is probably getting out on farm and um, meeting you know farmers and uh, seeing what their system is and really helping to improve their system when you can you know have a conversation look at their system and provide some valuable input which really makes their life easier or saves them money it's uh it's yeah it's quite a fulfilling type of job on those days for sure I also enjoy getting out and seeing farms and seeing the different ways people people do things. It's often it's not as an advisor you're not lecturing to people. You're all you're usually working together to find a solution which fits their fits their situation because of course every farmer knows their farm better than you know their farm. Yeah, you're working collaboratively to find a solution a solution to whatever problem they're having or how to improve their system. But equally, when I go out and see different farming systems or different ways people are doing something i mean i'm often learning from clients and i'm often learning from them which can then be passed on to other clients you know the the more the more you see and the more you see different people do things different ways the more you can kind of spread that further and you know everybody can benefit from better practice things i'm passionate about are um like good grazing management it sounds quite geeky from a from a consultant perspective but um like at home with our own cattle and sheep we do do rotational grazing and um kind of getting that just right and seeing uh seeing the grass growing well and seeing you know good leafy grass and stock growing well I find you know very satisfying when the whole system just works works very well sometimes when you open a open a paddock up and uh, the cattle all go through and all you can hear is the sound of them chewing um, might sound a bit odd, but I find that I think it's very satisfying just seeing them doing well, seeing the grass responding well, and then seeing the stock responding well to the top quality grass is uh, is very good. Um, on the stock side too whenever you've got you know heifers or yow, yow lambs either kept on or bought in, i also find that very quite exciting to see because you keep your you raise your calf or your lamb obviously and then you keep them on and um, you kind of get to see what kind of livestock they're going to produce going forward as well so that's always quite exciting and seeing you know a new heifer' seeing what kind of calf they produce and what job they make of it um through the summer so that's that's always quite satisfying because it's kind of you know managing that right and getting good stock coming out and is also really kind of exciting thing I find. Outside of work, with my day job and my um, evening weekend job, uh, I don't have too much time for any uh, any um, time-consuming hobbies. But um, I do have two dogs, um, which I'm training to be sheepdogs, and uh, I do find that a very satisfying uh, hobby. It's um, it's really really good fun seeing them seeing them coming on and improving. Um, It does take a lot of time, Um, it does take a lot of patience too, because obviously they don't always respond quite the way you'd hope. And uh, sometimes it's hard to not get frustrated when they're not... uh, it turned out quite as well as you hoped or the way you wanted. But I mean, nine times out of 10, that's the, that's, you know, your fault as a trainer, because you're not, um, keeping yourself as consistent as you need to, or going too fast with them or something like that. So it's, uh, it's quite a challenge too getting, a getting the, the right kind of, um, habits kind of, Uh, trained into them and not giving them any bad habits and keeping them keeping them right and uh, there's quite a lot to it like so it's a it's a challenge as well but it's very satisfying too and you know at the end of the day once you've got a good useful trained sheepdog it makes your life easier from then on anyway so it's uh it's rewarding and it's rewarding because it's good fun it's also rewarding because you get a very useful helper when you're working as well
0: thank you for listening to this episode of the rural roundup if you like the show, please follow or subscribe to make sure that you get notified each time a new episode is available. Please feel free to leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you need to contact us, you can find all of our contact details in the show notes below. Have a great day.